And welcome back to another episode of the Wire Fantasy Football Podcast. Tyler, what's going on? What's going on, guys? We're back again. Week 11 in the books. Uh, we got some good stuff to cover. We're going to break down the week. Let's do it. Yeah. Yeah. It's the Wire. It's the Wire. D. Griffin. This the wire, serving up a hot take Around the league, serving jams like a hot plate Who's the flex, first pick, rounds four to eight Trading with the base, that's Superman, we need a cake This that fantasy, see who get the glory Who's gonna stay up in they lane talking Tory Who's gonna ride up on the train where the hype at Yeah, you wanna start them, but matches, you might not like that Three tutties next week, man, he's double covered Takes on a hundred, coming out the oven Tim and Todd, they the guys, know you gotta love them Take your pick, do it quick, they on fire The Wire Alright Tim, week 11's in the books my friend Uh, another great week I guess Yeah, we qualified to say that at this point? I'm on to 2021 I mean, it's We got football Yes, we did. I'm, I'm, it, it's a good thing that we got this far in the season without there being any really big COVID issues. Yeah, well, we might be heading for that right now anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Don't know, knock on wood. After the nonsense that happened this week with Baltimore, yeah. we haven't seen if any tests are coming back from Tennessee. This could be a shit show waiting to happen right now. Yeah, but 11 weeks of... Oh, yeah, know, for sure. a couple plays, missing one game at a time, you know. Not bad. We haven't had any massive names go out of the COVID list really till this week. Miles Garrett's on missing his second. That's what I said. Till this week, week. Yeah. I mean, we lost Cam, Cam for two games. Stephon Gilmore. Gilmore didn't go out because of COVID. Gilmore was out with he an ended injury. Up playing. That's right. But he, yeah. he had, but he had COVID. I'm just thought. Yeah. Um. I'm ready for 2021. Yeah, I mean, you've officially pitched it in in a couple leagues at this point. Yeah, I mean, our, in our dynasty, dynasty league, you've. <laughs> Tapped in, and then you changed your name in the redraft league to what? See you in twenty twenty one. Twenty twenty one. So you've had a rough year this year. Yeah, I, I turned. <laughs> I changed my name originally in like week three to Hospital Ten, and then officially last week I changed it to See You in twenty twenty one. I'm I'm only in that league to make sure I ruin somebody's playoff chances. Yeah, I, I was hoping you were going to do it to Corey this week. He was sweating. Yeah, for some reason he has the entire Chargers offense. Yeah, I was questioning that too, but I don't know. Henry what. Allen mm-hmm. Herbert. And Balazs. And Balazs. He started all of them this week. All. And they all fucking scored points. <laughs> He's leading the league right now in points. It was after the one o'clock game, I felt really good. And then... <laughs> then I the Chargers against, came on. And then I played against the two top scoring players in fantasy football in the four o'clock game. Yep. And I was like, all right, well... Well, fuck me. <laughs> there, there goes my week. <laughs> um, no, I mean, that, that league, I've just been destroyed by injuries... We've oh, talked man. about it on that podcast. That's why I don't, don't even want to talk about that league anymore. <laughs> uh, and then in Dynasty, the same thing. I mean, anywhere yeah, I drafted Michael Thomas, my season was ruined. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, and, I'm still hanging on by a thread in your league. Yeah, but, you know, in, in Dynasty, I had Barkley and Michael Thomas. So in the first 10 weeks, I had four points out of my first two picks. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So that sucked. Um 
That's what we're going with. It sucked. It, it definitely it. sucked. So the I don't want to talk, don't talk about my fantasy teams anymore. I thought I was going to get a little more emotion out of you for that one. No. The, the, how can I? The, any, the only emotion I'm going to do is bad emotion right now. That's what I wanted. Oh, you want you want to have a little session right now? Yeah, it's usually me. So I was giving you your time. All right. So <laughs> fantasy football <laughs> sucks. All right. I hate fantasy football. I really do. I hate it. I hate every second about it. But you know what? I'm going to join three additional leagues next year. On top of the ones that I own. And Great. I'm going to be happy about it. And then by week four of next year, I'm going to be in the same goddamn predicament where I'm just miserable and I'm sitting there with injuries and yeah. But will you make sure you, you let me know which leagues those are so I can join too? No, I'm all done joining. <laughs> He's I, so done with me. So, for all the listeners, <laughs> I'm in like, I'm in four different, five different leagues with him. And then I also co-manage two leagues with him. I'm in seven damn leagues with this guy, whether it's with or... And the worst part is we have the same thought process. So in the draft, I'm like, fuck, this guy's not going to go one more round because Tyler's going to draft him. And he always does. And then you know what? When we can't... I can't trade with him because he knows, like, I can't text him and be like, hey, what do you want for Zeke? Because he knows I'm going to try to buy him low because that's exactly what he would go and do. I can't do any more leagues with you anymore. I can't do it. I'm making I'm done. you a better fantasy I might owner. leave a league with you because I'm just mad at you. I'm making you a better fantasy owner. Oh, I don't want to I'm making it. you work right. for Let's everything. go into the waiver ads. Um, so, so let's talk about Des Bryant. Oh, man. Uh, watching that game, it felt like he didn't leave the field. No, he, it didn't feel like he like, He only played 54% of snaps, which is a lot, but it felt like he was on the on the field the entire game. It, it seemed to me like he was the only productive wide receiver. I mean, he only had 28 yards, but it seemed like any time there was something going on, it was Dez. If yeah, it was, it was either Andrews. If it was Andrews, Andrews was the only or, really productive guy yeah, there, yeah. Yeah, but it was like Andrews, or I'm like, oh, Dez got another ball. Oh, it was like, I don't know. But God, who I can't believe we're talking about Des Bryant in 2020 right now. That's atrocious. I mean, what, Des has always been a good wideout. I know, but what's he been out of the league three years now? Yeah, but the thing is, is he shouldn't have been. Well, no, because he, he had the Achilles pre- injury. Let's remember well, that. Well, he, well, that was last year, but yeah. he missed two seasons where it was just he wasn't in the NFL, right? Because everybody thought he had a prima donna attitude, which he probably does. But I mean. He's the Carmelo Anthony of the NFL. I guess that's fair. I you know, mean, and it, it, Carmelo missed a year or two and then came back with Portland, got like a little a smaller role, and then he rejuvenated his career a little bit. And the same thing's happened with Dez in Baltimore. Dez should have been on another team those last two years. And can we argue and say if he didn't tear his Achilles, he was going to have a real solid role for New Orleans? He would have at least been what Emmanuel Sanders is this year. Yeah. Uh, and he's a better player than Emmanuel Sanders over the course of his career. It's very easy to say that. That's fair. Dez was a, a bona fide number one wide out in the league. Sanders has always been a very good compliment. Throwing up the X. But what's crazy, I thought he was older than that. He's only 32. Yeah. That's yeah. A th- when he was 29, he was outcast from the league because of his attitude. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't realize that. I thought it was... I did think it was he was older than that. I thought he was in that, like that 30s. 34, 35 range. No, he's no not he that really, old that's, that was the, that was why I was so confused as to why nobody wanted him. Oh, you know what? We're saying three years. It's really only been two. It's only been two. This would have been his third year. So he missed one year and then he signed with New Orleans. And then tore the Achilles. And yeah. Then, yeah. 
That felt like forever. Yeah, it did feel like forever. Maybe because we've been dreaming about having him in New England for the last 10 years. <laughs> we've been dreaming about having any wide receivers for the yeah, last 10 we years. We got blessed with Nikhil Harry. Whoa, whoa, whoa. I'm still not out on Myers. I am. Uh, so, Dez, Dez is a weird play. I mean, I don't trust anybody on that offense except no, for I... Andrews. And, and you know what? Dobbins. Dobbins, Dobbins like took coming over on. the backfield. Um, I, I would say so. It looks like at this point, well, we were just saying before that we started this, Gus did nothing. I think Ingram had five touches. It, it was all Dobbins this week. Up. And he looked good. Yeah. He was electric. Yeah. I mean, we you have 70 yards, but it, it, they were good yards. Yeah. Yeah. On a, uh, If you can be productive on a team where the, the box is stacked, everybody knows you're running the ball. Yeah. You know, he's going to he's going to benefit from being that size in that offense and being a rookie. And if you own him in dynasty, being a rookie, they're going to retool that offense to add more offensive linemen, bring back, bring in another good blocking tight end to fill Nick Boyle and in, in, in her role. Yeah, they lost their Hall of Fame right left guard and Marshall Yonda. They lost their hundred million dollar left tackle. So they've lost a lot of good blockers on that team, which has made a big difference. For sure. And he's still being productive. Yeah. But as far as Dez... I'm not adding any wide receivers from this team at this point. Yeah. I mean, we're at the point now where... We know what this offense is. Anybody in the NFL, you pretty much know what's going on. This is It's this late in the season where, you know... Yeah, there's Dez very few guys Dallas that are... Cowboys Dez. And he doesn't have Tony Romo throwing the ball. Exactly. But so, 4 for 5 for 28... You know, you could sneak him in and be a good flex play one week. Oh, let's remember this is his what second game back. Yeah, I'm not, and he's already at fifty percent. So he, you could pay attention to him. He could become something. He did take a lot away from Devin Duvernay. Yeah, he did. Duvernay went from playing like sixty, seventy percent of the snaps to like twenty-one percent. Right, right. So he's definitely somebody that's worth paying attention to because they need somebody to come forward. Um, maybe he ends up that guy. I don't know. But right now, I'm leaving him alone. Yeah, I'm, I'm leaving him on the wire. Yeah, for it's, sure. What? 6.8 points? It's nothing really to add. No. But it's something to p- pay attention to. Um, Curtis Samuel, another productive week. Yeah, and it, it doesn't. It's not even Teddy Bridgewater. No, it doesn't seem like it matters right now. And everyone's saying, oh, he's hit or miss. But he's really not. He's been super productive for weeks now. I mean, the thing that blows my mind is he's still only owned in 50% of leagues. Like, are people not seeing the, these numbers that he's putting up? It doesn't make any sense it's, to me. It's the, you know, it, there's, there's a bias, not a, not a bias. It's, do you really want to start a team's third wide receiver? But Teddy Bridgewater's third. I know. But do you really want to start Ted? Just take away, go six weeks ago. Do you want to start Teddy Bridgewater's third wide receiver? No, but I didn't want to start Teddy Bridgewater's second receiver at that point. Or you know, I was scared of his first because you didn't know which one it was going to be. Right. But now all three of them being very productive, and he's been the most he's been the most consistently productive out of all three of them. Yeah, that's fair. Um, well, over the last couple weeks, four yeah. weeks, yeah. yeah. Um, weird, super weird. I, I what's there to say? Ten targets. Uh, you again. I'm a king of targets, and he's super productive in the red zone. Right. He's super. been super productive. He, mm-hmm. They're either handing him the ball or he's getting thrown the ball in the right. goal line. Without I, a doubt. I don't know. He. We always knew he was a very talented guy. We thought Robbie wasn't going to have a role because he was there coming yeah. in. A he lot was going to be the deep that. threat. Yeah. yeah. So 
that should tell you what it is. Um, it blows my mind that people haven't added him yet. But on to the next guy, Rieger. My boy. He had I the most targets on the team this year. Well, this week, not this year. That game was gross. The game was atrocious, but... Take Carson Wentz being terrible aside, that there was there was so much... The, the weather played into Cleveland's hands that game. They're a run-first team, yeah. and a game where there's just a hurricane happening, Right. it just played right into them. But Carson looked bad. You gotta pump the brakes on Carson. He's barely... Let's remember what he's playing with still. He's still... Yeah, he's got Goddard back, but Goddard's a rookie. Then they have no chemistry. Goddard's is a third I mean, year. Not rookie. Uh, Goddard. Uh, Rieger. Okay. Rookie, no chemistry. Okay. Fulgham, undrafted. Okay. And Goddard. And Miles Sanders and Boston Scott. They had they, Zach Ertz for 10 weeks. Well, Zach Ertz had, had Alshon right Jeffrey now, for two for weeks. I'm saying for this game. He had Alshon Jeffrey. Where's he been? Did he have a catch that, this week? That's not my fault. Listen, I don't. There's that, that we're making excuses for Carson Wentz's shit play. He's been terrible. He, he looked atrocious. He he did not look like an NFL quarterback the last two weeks. If you're saying that, then you could you could say the same thing about Darnold. Yeah, you can absolutely. But you can also say that because Darnold hasn't been on the field for the last three weeks. That's tough to say. I, I'm not out on on Wentz yet. I'd I'd well. Well, if we're going to take the first 10 weeks into account, he was throwing to, he had Ertz, he had Miles Sanders for most of that, he had Fulgham. I feel like Miles Sanders only played he, a handful of games. But well, there's plenty of talent on that offense. At the You know, it, it's the NFL. These guys are all talented. Right? If if Cam Newton is winning games with Jacoby Myers and, and Demir Bird and Ryan Izzo, no, I, I get what you're pointing. If Tom but, Brady was winning with Ryan Izzo, we all know it's a much different situation in there. Yeah, but we're we're just making excuses for him because it's either oh he's hurt or oh he has no weapons. Just because yeah, Djax has had an ankle injury all year long. I know I, I it I get what you're saying. It's a valid point, but it, like we're saying, it's a hurricane, they're losing, there's a million different situations that you could argue against that. I, like I said, I'm not out on Wentz yet, I, I want to give him the benefit of the doubt. I just said he looked like shit. Yeah. I didn't say I'm out on him, I just said he looked like shit. But I'm not starting him with confidence. Yeah, I guess that's fair. Uh, he's I mean, a, he's most a, people are streaming he's a, him, he's the bottom he's a of the mid-level quarterback too. Mid to low. I would have put him at the bottom of the QB1 list. At that like 12, 13 range most weeks. Was he on your top 12 quarterback list that we just did? I don't remember no. where I had him. No, he wasn't. That I don't remember where I had him. But no, um, um, Rieger is a long-term project. I, I didn't like him coming out of the draft, but... Yes, he was. He was seven. You had him at seven? Yep. Oh. All right. Well, <laughs> yeah, I didn't have it up. I just pulled it up. <laughs> I didn't have him in my top 12, but Rieger is, Rieger is just going to, this is the kind of week you're going to get out of Rieger. It's a, it, nine to 12 fantasy points. He might have one breakout week. He might have one week where he puts up two, but he's going to, he's going to be twiddling around that, you know, seven to 10 points range. He's a low end flex play right now. Yeah. Right now. I, that's what it is. Um, he, he, We're at the point where if you guys go, 
you're struggling trying to find flex plays, he's going to slot in. He's going to be that guy. Um, I've never been sold on Fulgham. Jeffries doesn't look like he's ever going to be useful this year. You have any faith that he's ever going to come back this year? Because I don't. I'm not starting anybody in Philly except for Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard. That's it. I'm not starting Ertz. I'm not starting Djax. I'm not starting Jeffrey. I'm not starting Rieger. I'm not starting Carson Wentz. I'm not starting anybody except for Miles Sanders and Dallas Goddard. And that's it. Okay. Even, even a, a desperation play. There's better desperation plays. That's probably fair. Yeah. But so we'll move on from him then. Let's go because, on to another desperation play. Your see, best friend, Tim Patrick. Why do you hate him so much? Because he's not that good. I know he's been productive, but he sucks. How can he suck if he's been productive? That I don't makes know. no sense. I don't know. For some reason, people just forget. I think it's because he's so bad that people are like, we don't need to cover him. And they're like, oh, he did something. Like, that's literally what he looks like out there. Like, the dude's got 300 yard games on it. I know. The year. I, like, I, I can't believe it. Like in Dynasty, trade him. I know you're only going to get like a third or probably a fourth round pick or fab for him. But because when Cortland Sutton comes back next year, this is his role. He's gonna that's get, exactly what's going to happen. This he's going to get these, these 10 targets. That you're gonna see he's not even going to be year. in Denver next year. No All 10 of these targets are going to go to Cortland Sutton. Mm-hmm. And they're going to be a little bit more productive because he's. He's a better player than Tim Patrick. Right? Oh, of course he is. So but this is these are the this is his role. That like, yeah, you're exactly right. This they is split the his because he's the he's a he's a he's a Walmart version of Cortland Sutton. <laughs> yeah, he's he's a and year he's, older. He's a Walmart version, and he's been productive. With you know it. what? I'm gonna go out and say he's a Kmart version. Jeez, yeah. do people even know what Kmart is anymore? Hey, if you don't look it up, <laughs> um, but I mean, he was super productive this week. Uh, eight targets, five catches, 119 yards. I'll take it. On a flex play that you can pick up for pretty much nothing, he's only owned in twenty one percent of leagues right now. Yeah, if if you need a guy, I would go get him. I, I honestly would rather start him than Rieger. Yeah, I would rather start him yeah. over Rieger too. The last three weeks, he's got nine targets, six targets, eight targets. No, oh, yeah, he's no, he's gotten the targets all year yeah. long. It's um, there. I, I'm I'm okay with it. The volume's there. He's got three touchdowns on the year. He's a big play guy. I'm all for it. Yeah. I'd go pick him up. Yeah, I if if you need somebody. Um, but he's also one of those guys where when we talk in our next episode, he's the kind of guy where you may actually want to cut, but we'll talk about that we'll, later on. Yeah, we'll get to that. We'll, we'll we're, get we're getting ahead of ourselves yeah. here. Uh, Taysom Hill. So for anybody who's not any, anybody in a Yahoo NFL.com sleeper, any of those apps, you didn't start him this week, but in an ESPN league, you started him at the tight end position and, and you, you loved got every 25 points out of him. And it was perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, mean, he did fumble again because for some reason he like he does fumble a lot. Eighteen completions. He, I felt like every single time he threw the ball, it's to Michael Thomas. I'm okay with that. Um, ten carries, fifty-one yards, two touchdowns. He produced. Um, I don't. I. That's a perfect game for him. I don't understand. I don't Whoa. get it. He's not. He's not their franchise quarterback after Breeze leaves, is he? The way they talk about him, is he, he is. Are we, are we I, serious right now? I hope not. A guy who was a fifth-year senior undrafted out of San Diego State, who yeah. is, who's on your kickoff team yeah. and is your punt protector, is now going to be your franchise quarterback? He's 30 years old. I don't know. He's going to be 31. I don't understand that. And I don't... They're trying to see if he's their franchise. 
I don't. No, no, They're gonna get another ten years breaks, out of him. This breaks all lot. No, 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 no. This breaks all. Logic <laughs> he hasn't with been used for the first half of his career. It doesn't make sense. He's basically Tim Tebow. He absolutely is. But and he's left-handed too. Yeah. But it's just this is what t- Tim Tebow is supposed to be. Yeah. Yeah. This, with the whole gadget play, the gadget the plays, ball, runs the ball a little but he, bit. Tim Tebow had too much pride. Yeah. And this yeah. is. He's basically Tim Tebow. But you're going to tell me that if you can get that turnover bug out of Jameis Winston, the former number one overall pick five years ago, you're going to you're not going to try to groove him into a I don't know, a a game manager who can have big games. Yeah, I don't get it. I do not get it. He has all the talents in the world. I know. I don't disagree. Is he is he just as talented as Jared Goff? Absolutely. Is he not more talented? He's got a much better deep ball. Right. But. You know, but let's take that aside. He's Jared Goff. Those type of quarterbacks, mm-hmm. those mid-range quarterbacks, that's his floor. Right. His ceiling isn't Patrick Mahomes. I mean, granted, the last season we saw him, he threw 30 picks. But he but still that had, what, he was 40 throwing, touchdowns? That, yeah. And he and also he was had Bruce Arians as his amount of, uh, amount of passes that, that he never had that many. He's always thrown a lot of picks, but nothing like that. He had the second most pass attempts in NFL history, didn't he? Right. Behind something Matt like Ryan. That. Yeah, it was but it was stupid like, like that. He threw the ball like 528 times. Yeah. Like It was ridiculous. It's unreal. Why aren't you going to try to groove a 26-year-old quarterback into your franchise quarterback? I will never understand. I don't get it. But Taysom Hill, ESPN leagues, if you can still get away with putting him in your tight end spot, go for it. I'm all for winning football games. Hundred percent all for winning football. Games. I know there's a. I know there's nope, a thing I don't out care there. what the stigma is. I don't there's care people what the that are like. Oh, it's not a right. Blah, blah. You know what? And that's be- your fault for being on that stupid platform. Yeah, ESPN sucks. Yeah, but I got conned into doing one more season on ESPN. I'm sorry. And I played against Zach this week. Oh, and I won because of it. Because of it. So I had Goddard <laughs> and I had Taysom Hill. Yeah, and Goddard put up eighteen point seven. Taysom Hill put up twenty four point nine or something like that. And literally, we're, I'm projected to beat him by the amount that Taysom Hill outscored Goddard. Wow, that's so if crazy. I, if I win because of it, I'm going to, I don't care. I'm going to be happy about it. But if I was him, I'd be pissed. Oh, without a doubt. I'd be pissed. But it also could have been, he was benched after the first series. Yeah. So I took a chance on it. Um, I'm not mad about it. I would have, I threw him in all my DFS lineups this week. Yeah. He was a tight end for FanDuel. Yeah, he was. Mm-hmm. Um, but Manny Sanders. Manny Sanders. Um, so this was the other side of the uh, Taysom Hill experiment here. Um, he has all day. Four, five targets, four catches, 66 yards, 10 this points. This is what we expected out of him all Yeah, year. this is what we expected. He's a wide receiver three, flex play. Games of zero, games of 10, yeah. a game of 20, and then a bunch of games around seven or eight. You know, this is this is what we expected out of him. Without a doubt. Um. Who are they playing next week? Is it not on the top of my tongue? Hold on. Uh, they are playing. They, they're not going to play Atlanta every week. That's a thing. But they play Denver next week. Not much better. They, they're they actually not that bad of a defense. They dist- they made Tua look terrible this week. They did make Tua look terrible um, this week. And then they play Atlanta again. So, hey. <laughs> Sign <laughs> me up. <laughs> and then, you know what? Then, then the next week is going to be the potential Drew Brees return. So. I, I, I think, think we, it was week 14, they said. So week yeah. 14's Philly. And then if, it, let's say he does. I don't think. Brees is going to be back week 15 to play against Kansas City. Uh, yeah, I think but, that's more realistic. But regardless, Philly, not that really, not that good of a defense. Nope. Denver has been 
50-50, and then Atlanta's been terrible, and he plays them twice in four weeks. So you may be starting Taysom Hill again. If I can keep playing him as a tight end, I would be starting him every week. Yeah, but this is this is why Yahoo is light years ahead of ESPN, and it doesn't make sense because ESPN, ESPN has doesn't... all of the ability in the world to be the top. And they've been involved in fantasy for much longer than Yahoo has. And Yahoo blows them out of the water. But mm-hmm. let's I'm not going yeah. down that road. <laughs> uh, you want to talk about Miles Gaskin. So he's just a guy that I think we should be paying attention to. Um, Ahmad's been fun. Ahmad's been great. But he wasn't even thought about before Gaskin got hurt. He was, what, fourth on the depth chart or something like that? So I think it's safe to say that Gaskin's going to come back. I think a lot of people, well, not a lot of people, but there were some people that went out and actually cut Gaskins. He's only owned the 65% of leagues right now. So if you're part of that small percentage that he's still out there, you need to go at him. So my question to you is, it's going to be a timeshare between the two of them? Because watching Ahmed, Ahmed is the exact same thing as watching Miles Gaskin. So They're the same guy that, Gaskin isn't this ultra-talented running back. He's not. He wasn't a first round pick. He wasn't a a draft. He was an undrafted rookie. So is Ahmed. They're both five eleven, around two hundred pounds. They're not extremely fast. They're shifty. And Ahmed got involved in the passing game this week and got six targets. The same thing that Gaskin was. So is it just going to be a muddied backfield? That's a tough one because we haven't really seen Gaskins with two or really. It's it, but um, it's a perfect storm of uncertainty because in the time that Gaskin was out, the team also changed quarterbacks. Right. And that's that's the interesting part because the big thing with Gaskins is Gaskin was catching a ton of balls. And I know the point that you're going to make is, is, is Tua really going to check down to him? Maybe, maybe There's not. There's a direct correlation between running quarterbacks and dumping the ball off, right? But two is really not a running quarterback. But he's been he's been running the ball seven times a game. He ran the ball seven times a game once. Okay, but he's 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 not he hasn't checked the ball down as much as Ryan Fitzpatrick. No, he has. hasn't really so at all. So that's the thing is a change in quarterback. So now two has started his first three games of his career. And it's not like Le'Veon is coming back for the Steelers or... Well, hold on, hold on. So now I'm, I'm pulling this up now, now that we're going down this road. So to his first game that he came in and played, he threw... was week eight. He threw 12 passes, 90, 93 yards, a touchdown, and ran the ball twice for no yards in week eight. Okay. And then week nine is when Gaskins, Gaskins got, was, hurt. got hurt. No, no, Gaskins got hurt in week eight. And didn't finish that game. Right, yeah, it was week eight. Week eight. Yeah, he missed In that nine. game, Tua targeted him eight, six times. So half of Tua's targets were to Gaskins. Okay. So I think it's well, safe to say that Gaskins is going to come back. I don't think that there's going to be a time. Week nine, week 10, and... Well, uh, week nine and week 10. Week 11, there was six targets, but how many of those were from Fitz? He wasn't... Tua came in the, in the week before the bye. He played. No. He started week, week eight. Yeah, but t- Tua only played two snaps in week six. Right, but that's right. what I'm saying. So, gonna, so all of game. week eight was Tua. And right. had those all yeah, of those no, so all fine. those targets. No, that's before. fine. But the last two week the two weeks before this week, Ahmed had one target. Sure. And then Ahmed didn't this, play that game. Um Ahmed's played the last three weeks. So in the last three weeks, Ahmed went zero targets, one target, six targets. 
Fitz so, came in in this last week. I, I'm just curious. I didn't look it up before the episode. How many in the, cause they were on a two minute drill. How many, how many times did Fitz target Ahmed out of the backfield in that, in, in when he came into the game? I I would have to go back and look, but if if he targeted him three times on that drive, the two drives that he had, we may be looking at something here to to monitor where we might not be able to trust Gaskin between between one his health because he may not be a hundred percent. Two, d- does he really have that much more talent than Ahmed? Yeah. And three, the uncertainty with quarterback dumping the ball off. I guess that's a fair point. Um, it doesn't seem like like the Dolphins really want to do a committee. They but don't I mean, know. That's something that's, that's working. But but again, they also didn't want to use Ahmed at all. And they were only using Jordan Howard inside the two-yard line. Right. And then Breda's been a special teams player. Basically, Breda had two touches this week. Yeah, no, so, he's useless. So it seems like it's either... Going by their track history, you would think that... With them spending the draft capital, Breida's been the backup so far. You would think that he would be more involved. So it seems like they're committed to having one running back at this point. I think that they have more faith in Gaskins. I would think that they've got a little more track record with Gaskins. Or we would have seen Ahmed a little earlier. But the thing... Again, I'm not saying it's something that we have to worry about. No. I'm saying it's something where... It's something in the back of my mind as a Gaskin owner. Is Ahmed going to be a, a, a take forty percent of the snaps away to keep Gaskin healthy and productive, or, or, or fresh? They have a shot at the playoffs. Yeah. Um. So it's just something. I I don't want to spend all day talking about it. It's just something, a concern, and it's a valid concern. It is a valid concern. As someone that I did own Gaskins before he got hurt, I traded him when he did. Um, if I still owned him, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be personally be so worried about Ahmed. I don't think that he's going to be involved. Um, but if he's available, pick him up right now. For sure. No, if, this is the time of the year that handcuffs are great. You need to own him. Um, so definitely, you sh- if you don't have him, you should own him. Yeah. So we saw Rex Burkhead go out with a torn ACL. Yes. Something to monitor in New England is. They were using Rex Burkhead a lot. They were in using the passing the, game and in, in the, the running game. game. They yes. liked the dual threat because <clears throat> the issue with Damian Harris and Sony Michelle is when they're in the game, the fullback is in the game and they're running the ball. For right? sure. Burkhead, you could line up, you could be in the shotgun, you could t- give him a screen, you could line him up out wide and, and run a little hitch pattern. You know, they were using him as a dual threat. We've seen James White be a dual threat. For sure. Sony Michelle is not a dual threat. Damian Harris, we haven't seen him. We've seen him catch like two passes in his NFL career. Right. So this may be be the reemergence of James White in that backfield. Yeah, I mean, we saw, like you said, Burkhead go down. James White ended up super productive. Um, He had nine targets, six catches, 64 yards. I know a lot of them were on that one big screen, but... Taking Again, away, he still had five catches for what, for 30 yards? Right. I'm okay with that. Yeah, that's eight fantasy points. And 
the, the and thing then he's still going to sprinkle in here and there with a couple rushes. He had, you know, five rushes. So five he's rushes for touches. 19 yards. So there's almost another two points for you there. This might so, be the reemergence of James White. Right. And um, it, it could be interesting. It could get even messier with Sony coming off IR. He was inactive this week. I, I don't really know the story behind that. But this could still be a three-headed monster. Um, I've watched every Patriots game for the last, like, 20 years. Okay. And... I've watched every game of Sony Michelle's career. I don't think he's ever lined up in the shotgun. Has he ever? Was he ever on the side of Brady in the shotgun? Can, can, uh, do the Patriots trust him at all in the and pass protection? No, in the pass game, I don't. So if it's anything more than second and eight, is James White in the in the, on the? No, field I'm now? not disagreeing with you there. So, I'm just saying that it's it could very well end up being a nightmare that all three of them could be to the point where they are all. Outside of White, they could be useless. No, I, I, I still think Harris is going to be productive, and Sony is going to eat into Harris's production yeah. because and Harris Sony, is barely the same player. Right now. They're the same player. They have the same talent. No, I, I'm not disagreeing, but that's um, my point: is that Harris is barely useful right now. You take away six, seven carries from him. Yeah, he's not. Number? He's not a startable player no. anymore. So my the the point we're trying to make is James White is. Just opened up an opportunity to be a flex play, like a, a trustworthy flex play, getting seven, eight targets, kind of that Tariq Cohen role last year. Yeah, that's exactly what he'll end up being. Um, you can slot him in. You know he's going to get a couple balls because we don't have any great receivers. Um, he's safe. And they always like doing gadget plays with him. That right? too. I so, can't argue and, that. And he's a veteran. They're, they're still trying to make the playoffs or trying to get that last wild card spot, even though that's not going to happen. Um, but James White's an interesting ad, mm-hmm. especially if you have Damian Harris, pick up James White. For sure. Um, I actually have more confidence starting White going forward than I do. Anybody else in the backfield. Anybody else in that backfield. Yeah. Um, so the next guy is interesting. Um, and you could, you could very well slot in and end up getting an RB1 right off the back is Gus Edwards. They yes. play a short week this week. And they just had J.K. Dobbins and Ingram Mark go out Ingram. With, with COVID. Not not close encounter COVID. They with tested COVID. positive. Yes. So, so they may be out for a week or two. I think they are, they're out no matter what this week. Unless they, they have to have... I think it's two po- negative two po- tests. Two negative tests in a row. Right. Yeah. And it's still maybe if, if it was Sunday, they may be able to. But Thursday, they would have to test negative... Tomorrow and... And they and may Wednesday. they may have to test negative Thursday Thursday as well, right? So Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday to be even even able to to go to the game. Yeah, you you may be looking at Gus Edwards and Justice Hill being the only two running backs in Baltimore this week. Absolutely. Um, and if that's the case, I love Gus Edwards. I'd be firing him up everywhere I could. I love him as a football player. Anyway, I think he's a productive running back in the NFL, and he just isn't getting the right opportunity because. They drafted a rookie. If they didn't draft J.K. Dobbins, he's a running back too this year. Yeah, that's fair. Because he'd be getting 15 to 20 rushes in that offense. But him and Justice Hill are going to be the only two running backs this week. And you're right, Ty. He's he's a potential running back one. Yeah, I mean, if he's he, a top 15 play. I, I think so too. Even though it's against Pittsburgh, he's It'll still going to get the touches. But he's going to get all the touches, all the goal line work. I, does, at a minimum, he's an RB2. Yeah. 
and with this uh, year, I'll take it. I'm pro, you know, now that I'm remembering that playing Pittsburgh this week, if he's the only running back there with Justice Hill, he's a running back too. Pittsburgh scares me as a defense. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, he's uh, he's a lock in running no back what, too. I'm, I'm firing him with up. confidence. Yeah. He's going to get a minimum of, you know, 8 points for you. So if you're looking for between 8 and 25, he's your guy. <laughs> It's such a range, eight and twenty. No, you're right because he could go for eighty yards. Could have three touchdowns. Yeah, he could have eighty yards and three touchdowns just because they, you know, Mm -hmm. there's a pass interference on a long ball to Hollywood, and he's down at the one, and he's Gus Edwards, and he just falls in. And they're gonna they key off on Lamar in the red zone. So right, but we've seen him be productive too. So it's you're right, eight to twenty five. Eight to twenty five. Yep. (laughs) So so crazy to say. Oh man! So again, we've talked about him before. There's nothing. There's nothing sexy about this guy. I'm not doing it. I, I no. It, Me I don't know. And if it's... all of Philadelphia are not adding this guy this week. Any 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 I'm seventy sixes. Any uh, Eagles fan, we're not adding Nelson Aguilar. I feel for for Philly right now because they were hoping they were they were going to get this out of him and like. He's been so productive with them. And to be honest, it's crazy. And I saw a tweet today and I'm sitting there going and it was it was like he'd be the leading receiver in Philly right now. No, but it was like (laughs) this is the production that we were hoping out of rugs. I'm going, oh, shit, that actually makes a lot of sense. Like, this is really what they were hoping to get out of rugs. They're just a big burner, dude. Well, he's not really big, but he's a burner that's going to open the fields up, catch three balls a game, one of them for 50 yards and. But instead, all those targets are going to Nelson Aguilar. Nelson Aguilar. It makes me sick. Ugh. Nelson it really Aguilar. does. And what do you what do you say? Like I can't argue with it. He's he's getting touchdowns. He's getting the yardage. It's even at this point, he's getting targets. Like <laughs> he's their wide receiver one at this point. Like I don't know what what else to say there. It's, it's ridiculous. I know, and I don't like it. No. You know who their wide receiver one is? Darren Waller. Yeah, it's Darren. Obviously, it's Waller. But as an actual wide receiver, he's their best wide receiver right now. Yeah. Unreal. But I mean, I'm not adding him because he's he's shown this year he's either going for over 15 or he's going for one or zero. Or a zero. That that was my point. Yeah. He's either under three points or over 15. And I'm not picking so, up. If I'm picking up somebody right now that I'm desperate at wide receiver. To be honest with you, I would pick him up for next week. They play Atlanta next week. Yeah, but. That's hard to ignore. It, it, but, it, but it is, but it isn't. But I'm really hoping that's the breakout rugs week. I really am. Or we see Brian Edwards on the field. For or like we see plays. another 10 targets for Nelson Aguilar. That's probably what's going to happen. <laughs> yep. But I'm, I'm really hoping something happens with Ruggs. I hope he works out. I, I didn't like it the fit on draft day, but I really hope it works. I hope he can fill out and be a more than just a speedy burner. And I He's, think that's what they're just trying to make. But they're like trying to make him a just a possession receiver. Yeah, I don't really understand what and they're doing just, with him. Uh, I, don't, I don't know. It's odd. It's, John Gruden's just such a... He's, he doesn't fit John Gruden's system. John Gruden runs the West Coast offense. Right. And it's like... 
you're the X, you're the Y, you're the Z as far as wide receivers are concerned. And Ruggs is the X, and Ruggs runs whatever the X does on West Coast and Madden. You're not going to move him to the deep route. It's just like, it's why isn't why, why isn't Ruggs the one getting the deep ball? I don't he's know. the one that's going to be, he's, I, he's I, I, I know. a lot I'm, bigger, I'm right faster, with you. stronger, more talented. You just spent the first round pick on him. I'm but instead, he's you. running the hitch while Nelson Aguilar runs the go. I don't know. I, I, I honestly, it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know if this, maybe he just isn't developing the way they thought he would. Aguilar's got a good connection with Carr. I don't know. I do not know. Yeah, I don't either. But that's all we have for the waiver wire ads. Something I wanted to throw a quick tidbit in. A lot of guys are going to be worried about what happens with your your shares of the Cincinnati Bengals offense now that Joe Burrow is out for the season. Oh, man. <clears throat> so Higgins scares me. I'm not. Tyler Boyd, I'm not scared one bit. No. Boyd, I think, will be okay. He's the, obviously going to take a hit. In the three games with Ryan Finley as a quarterback last mm-hmm. year, Tyler Boyd had seven targets a game and averaged 11.1 fantasy points per game. So he takes a hit, but... Yeah, a little bit, but yeah. he's still a productive wide receiver, too, at those numbers. Without a doubt. A, a low-level wide receiver, two, high-end wide receiver, three. Right. And that's pretty much what you might have him. He might be producing wide receiver one numbers. But you, you but drafted him to be wide receiver him. two, wide receiver three. But T. Higgins, uh, what's his role going to be? You know, how much, how, much, how much reps has he taken with Ryan Finley? If Ryan Finley had three games with Tyler Boyd last year. Right. A.J. Green... You don't know. You may get zero or you may get 15 from him next week. Yeah, I think the only wide receiver that I would feel comfortable playing there is Boyd. Yeah. The rest of that offense, I'm not touching at all. I'm not confident even starting Gio at this point. He no, Gio's been either. atrocious. Uh, what's Perrine or whatever the heck it is? Yeah, he, he looked yeah Samaj P. Ryan. Yeah, he's looked it, better. It, it's, but they, yeah. I, none of them are Boyd, useful. I'm okay with because he's the he's a somebody has to catch the talent. Yeah, somebody has to catch the ball. They're going to have to throw the ball no matter what. Yeah. But they suck. it's not going to be pretty. Yeah. And it's just a matter of time before he gets his head taken off, too. Because that <laughs> offensive line is just bad. But that play right there, all of us have been complaining for the last two or three years about the stupid roughing the passing calls. And that's why. The, there's two reasons why. One, that play, that's the reason why they got rid of the low hit on the quarterback. Yep. Yeah, you call it the Brady rule all you want. But now the f- number one overall pick, the franchise quarterback on a team, just tore two ligaments in his knee and is out for a minimum of nine to twelve months. Right. So we'll lose him the rest of this season and probably some of next year too. He's probably probably might you know. I would think he misses. We'll see. A couple weeks next year. I don't want to speculate on that, but and then the other one, the other roughing the passer call. Mm. Drew Brees broke eleven ribs and right. punctured a lung. That that that's why you, they got these guys are standing there unprotected. They have nothing they can do. Just get and that's why they on. got rid of the the body weight on the quarterback thing. Mm-hmm. You know we bitch about it. Oh come on, they're football players, but these guys get you. Know, you just lost quarterbacks Drew Brees, are, yeah, and Joe Burrow in the last two weeks. Right. These quarterbacks are tall, lanky, skinny dudes, and you got these linemen, three hundred pounds. All these like. Full speed, yeah, they're they, off on dudes. They're, they're six five, three twenty, and they right. run a four seven four. Physical freaks, yeah, exactly. They're genetically modified, yeah, and they're just running full speed at somebody standing still, stepping into them, right? 
yeah. getting these guys killed. Yeah. But that's all I had this week for the waiver wire guys. Um, listen, you know, take our advice. Don't, but we'll see you next week. <laughs> we'll still be here, guys. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Peace.